African love you, African people. African youth, African kings, and African queens. Everybody come together as one. Você sabe que as crianças são futuro Trazendo esperança para a próxima geração Pour la fille de Djibouti au Sénégal Comme bandiant tout ce que je fais c'est soulever le crâne L'Afrique est belle, l'Afrique est jeune, l'Afrique est forte Enfant de la terre, mère, le bon point, on voit les Yes, it's a special good evening and welcome to the FIFA World Cup show and our special coverage of the ongoing African Cup of Nations. We've been flying over the last 20 days and over. We've taken you through Limbe, Garua, Douala. And today, we had a partial landing in Yaoundé, where host nation Cameroon took on seven-time AFCON winners. Cameroon. Did I just say Cameroon? <laughs> Egypt. In the semi-final of the African Cup of Nations. And wherever you are tuning in to this particular episode, welcome to the show. Today, the 10th of February 2022, in the year of our Lord. Indeed, it was heartbreak for host nation Cameroon after two long hours of tensed football action at the Olimbe Stadium in Yaoundé. Host nation Cameroon crashed out of the 2021 African Cup of Nations verb the lottery of penalty shootout. They lost 3-1 and on Sunday Liverpool teammates 
Mohammed Salah and Sergio Mani will go head-to-head in the finals on Sunday. Let me give you a bit of background and head-to-head record between Cameroon and Egypt. Both teams have met 26 times until today, 26 times. Six draws between the two sides. Cameroon have recorded just six wins and Egypt have dominated with 15 wins. In terms of the African Cup of Nations, until today, they've met 10 times. The last four AFCON meetings was at the group stage in 2008, Egypt beat Cameroon 4-2. 2008, they clashed again in the finals and Egypt lost 1-0. Cameroon lost 1-0 to Egypt. In 2010, they met in the quarterfinals. Egypt beat Cameroon 3-1. In 2017, they met in the finals with Egypt losing 2-1 to Cameroon. Egypt, like I've said, have won three of the last four AFCON meetings against the indomitable Lions of Cameroon. And no two teams have met on more occasions in the history of the AFCON than these two teams. And today's meeting was the 11th meeting between Egypt and Cameroon. And one player that stood out today was goalkeeper Gabiski. Gabiski, the hero for Egypt. He came in to this tournament as a second-choice goalkeeper, but fate placed him in goal after Mohamed El Shanawi got injured. And he's been the standout player for Egypt tonight as they progress to the finals. And just before we come into the studios, I want to take a quick, 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 quick reaction from yesterday. Tapsoba had an interview with us, and I would take that, and as well as Bertrand Tuare. Unfortunate not to make it to the final. I can see you're quite emotional. Um, how was that game for you and the feeling of knowing that you're not making it to the AFCON final? Senegal is a strong team. Every mistake has to be like dangerous for them and they use like our mistake for soccer to be good. Speaking of those mistakes, what is it that you think you can do better in the third and fourth place playoff? I feel like we have to be like more aggressive in every ball and every uh, Senegal player. And that's it. The first goal was like a free kick. The second goal was like the ball was going out. They tried to protect the ball and after they got to take the ball. The second, the third goal was a, a, a mistake between me and my, my other player. We tried to shoot the ball, but the ball was like between us and then take the ball and they go score. So I think it was the goal that we can miss it, you know. This obviously meant a lot to you, Edmund. This uh, game obviously meant a lot to you to make it through to the final. Yeah, I can say it means a lot to me because today was my birthday. So, and lose a game in semi-final like this. And it was my first African Cup. I was dreaming to go to the final for the African first African Cup. But I have to say that competition to Senegal. And good luck for them will be between them and against, uh, behind them. And then we will support them. That's Tapsoba speaking to us in that interview where 
Burkina Faso lost to Senegal yesterday. And yesterday was the birthday of Tapsoba. We'll hear from captain of the side who plays for Aston Villa, Bertrand Tuari, and hear from him as well. Let's hear from Bertrand Tuari. Yeah, it's a disappointing result for us. We went uh, to get through to the finals, and yeah, we um, uh, we expect this kind of scenario. We know it was going to be a tough game, and yeah, at this stage of the competition, if you make small mistakes, you pay you pay it cash. And I think yeah, we. We didn't start well the second half. I think we pay we pay straight away. Uh, they they, take, they took the lead. We tried to keep, come back and then they score the second. We push score once and then in the counter they, they score the third one. So that makes the game even more difficult for us. But uh, yeah, we are of course we are really down. But there is a chance to go and get uh, a third place in this competition. We will try to speak to each other and keep our heads up and then, yeah, try to get the, the third place. This wasn't only about making the final for yourselves as players on the field, but for everyone at home back in Burkina Faso. Yeah, yeah. All the crew was hoping for us to get through to the, to the final and then hope for the uh, yeah, first African trophy for, for our country. But unfortunately, we didn't make it tonight. Uh, yeah, we are we are really down for for ourselves, for for our families, and then for the country. But yeah, we will, we will keep our our heads up. We will try to go back to work, and we will try to bring back one at least the third place for the for the country. And then we will promise to go back to work, and then try to come back stronger next time. Thank you so much, Captain. That is. Bertrand Tuari speaking to us in that interview. Speaking to us in that interview. Mr. Kowa, can you join us on stage as we get your reactions of today's game? How was the game for you tonight? Mr. Kowa, what do you make of today's game? Well, I said um, today... Today's game was going to be a fierce competition because it was between two African giants who have who have given us some of the best memories we've seen in African football. And well, um, I think that watching today's game, they both of them didn't really give the best account of themselves in terms of um, ability um, because for us. And following African football, these are like one of the most weakest teams from, and maybe the one of the most weakest teams Egypt have ever fielded in an Afcon, as well as Cameroon. And but then you could tell that there were difference, there were difference makers in both teams. But then I think that um, this game favored the team that was the smartest who played to their strengths and didn't really force anything and just had to be patient till they got to a part where they feel like they could have impacted the game. That was from the penalty shootout. So then, yeah, it was it was it was a physical game, not too not too um not too end to end and 
I just, I just, I just, um, I just believe that it was a tougher, it was a tougher game than what we saw yesterday. Definitely, definitely, it was a tougher game than what we saw yesterday. Two hours of end-to-end soccer action. What do you make of that decisive save Onana did against Mohamed Salah when he, he, he took on that, that ball after that uh, mistake from the Cameroonian defender? Well, I don't... Um, maybe, I don't know, but Salah wasn't, Salah wasn't on his game today and probably a more comfortable Salah would, would have would have buried that chance. I mean, I think you you playing against the host nation, everyone is going to be against you. So then probably there's that psychological edge. They have that psychological edge. Onana had a psychological edge against Salah in that one-on-one day. And with what, with the skill he tried to do, that was take it to his right, drag it to his right. That means that he takes out, he takes Onana out of the equation with that, with that first ball. Um, that was that was going to be over then. Unana just read it perfectly, and I think that was very decisive um, in this in this game. Yes, uh, before today's game, earlier on in the course of the week, Vincent Abubakar gave an interview to Radio France International, where during the interview he was asked about Mohamed Salah. Let me pick the exact. He said that day, Egyptian Mohamed Salah had a good final, but he lost. The general opinion is that he is stronger today than in 2017. What is your view of him? And this is what Vincent Abubakar had to say. I see it as before. He is having a great season in the Premier League. He is helping his country to advance in the competition. I wish him a lot of luck. May the best team win. He doesn't impress me. I say it clearly because I am an honest person and I have my way of seeing things. If he impressed me, I will say so. But he doesn't impress much. He's a good player. He scores a lot, but he doesn't produce a lot of stuff in the game. Of course, he's doing good stuff in the Premiership because he's in a team. He's in a team that's been there for years. He's a good player, but not at the level of someone like Mbappe. And the international media picked it section of the quote and said he doesn't impress me much he's a good player he scores a lot but he doesn't produce a lot of stuff in the game today both players Vincent Abubakar and Mohamed Salah in my opinion they've not produced a lot in this semi-final game and didn't impress I don't know what you make of that well I mean um his 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 quote was it, it was taken out of context um, by the international media because they just tried to pit those two against each other. But for what Abu Bakr says, um, that's what he basically does now. He doesn't do a lot of things in the game. All he just does is to position himself very well and score goals. And I and I and I and I disagree with him on the fact that he says all Salah does is just score goals. But because if we've seen Salah was the one who took Liverpool to the next level after Mani elevated them. Salah was the one who put them up to the next level before Van Dijk added his um, expertise at the back. So you can't you can't really discredit Mohamed Salah like that. And yeah, of course today, 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 today for me, I I I feel like 
the, the um, this was a normal Abu Bakr performance. The difference was that there just wasn't a goal today. Because if if he played all the other games without a goal, this was how he would have been played. And 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 for Salah, for me, I think that it's a very rare thing. It's a very rare of the which which isn't something that really lasts long because he too. He knows how to change the game in an instant. He can create for himself. He can, he can also, he can also, um, he can also make a lot of things out of nothing. But then you should, I credit, I credit, um, the left back for Cameroon because um, I think that he did his best as to get stuck, not, not, not give him space to work his magic with the ball. And I think that was, that was, that was a very well and thought out plan to stop Salah because if if you give him lots of space, he could do a lot of damage. But then, if you if you stick with him, then you can be able to get scar with him and probably win some duels of him. Yes, and talking of that left back, to for the purposes of my audience, he plays in the MLS. He's called Nuhu Tolo. Nuhu Tolo plays in the MLS with. Seattle Sounders, Seattle Sounders, impressive player, 24 years of age, born on the 23rd of June, 1997. His market value is $2.4 million. Mr. Koa, Carlos Kairosh was very dramatic today and eventually ruffled the feathers of the referee to be shown the exit and would miss the final. Similar incident happened against Morocco. He was shown a yellow card. And for me personally, he's received a lot more booking than even his own defenders. What do you make of Carlos Kairos's performance as a coach today on the touchline? Well, for him, he's a very emotional coach. He really looks out for his players. I don't think I don't think it's, it's in, I don't think it's something that he finds um, anyone should find wrong because he defends his he defends his um, players as it should be. Maybe he overdoes it sometimes because even let me let me take you back to the time um, Tunisia knocked out Egypt in the Arab Cup. Um, if you remember very well, he 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 was very vocal on 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 the touchline, and even um, if if you listen to his. If you listen to his um, post-match interview, right after the game, they asked him about why he was angry, and he said he he came out um, um, trying to make a claim that the referees at that Arab Cup were were playing a role in cheating against the Egyptians because they weren't given a penalty where where he felt like they deserved a penalty. So you 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 look at that and. You can just see that it's a normal trend that he he does his best from his part to look out for his players because I think that the second book of offense, if you watch it very well, um, it was a fight between Mustafa Mohammed and one of the Cameroonian players. They were just having an argument, but then he was trying to indicate to the fourth referee that the Cameroonian player threw out an elbow, and the and the fourth the fourth referee should. Should should actually look out, look out, look out for that situation. But there, I mean, 
with 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 that kind of thing if you're expressing it sometimes you can go overboard and i think that's what triggered that's what triggered the um, um, papa papa gasama to to issue to issue him a red card but for me i think it is normal as a coach you have to look out for your place and he's doing just that before the game the egyptian fa lodged a protest against papa gasama do you think that played into the minds of the egyptians to think the referee sort of favored the host nation ahead of ahead of egypt i mean um if if they claim if they claim that there was there were a series of incidents in the CAF Champions League and CAF Confederations Cup where Kasama hasn't ruled um ruled objectively in ruled objectively, that means that some of the decisions should have gone in their favour, then um it was it was it was something that came into play in this semi final because you can you, you can tell you can tell that for me I, I think there were there were there were some of the fouls that maybe Gasama could have um, could have actually been more, could have been more careful and taking a good look at them. But then, as you know, he's a big game referee, and he he likes he likes to show that yes, he is the senior most authority over the players, and they 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 do not have any chance. They do not have any chance to actually show that they have their star power. So then, I mean, it's his style of referee, and for him, it works because his aggressiveness also tries to calm to calm the football matches down and actually keep the players in check. So I think he actually played into Carlos Keros's head and for him, Keros he was just trying to look out for his players. Definitely. Keros was definitely trying to look out for his players. We'll come back to you, Mr. Kowa. Let's take a preview of that game and then we'll take excerpts of that moment. Time for crossing fingers and hoping to get an easy draw has long come to an end at the Africa Cup of Nations. We've been in an intense state of do or die for a week or so now. And what both of tonight's outfits have done to date is the doing part. And some flair as well, the answer to be termed host country. What a time it has been watching the indomitable Lions dominate from game one to this stage. Pass every test with relative ease while growing the hopes that for the first time since Egypt 2006, the host nation will go on to lift the most hallowed trophy on the continent. And yes, to achieve that feat, Cameroon will have to this evening meet, greet, and then beat the mighty Pharaohs at the Olembe Stadium. And yes, from the triumph of the Burkina Faso to the stalemate against Cape Verde, the thrashing of Ethiopia, rushing aside of Gambia to the edging of the Comoros, the home nation is yet to be tested more than we expect them to be tonight. As for the first time in this edition, they go toe-to-toe with their fellow heavy. What will help is the nine-match unbeaten streak in all competitions, for the side that after the disappointment of 2019 applied themselves from top to bottom, order to build a squad that can once again be trusted with doing business. In the round of nine unbeaten, they've scored 20 goals while managing four clean sheets. And while the latter has been difficult in this competition, the net has been bulging and doing so with regularity. Skipper, talisman and top scorer Vincent Abubakar remains the trump card, but the assistance that he's getting from fellow frontrunner for player of the tournament in Carl Toko Ikambi is precisely why Egypt's defensive capabilities will be tested probably more than they have today in the competition. 
And such is the pleasure of imagining tonight's prospect, and for the pharaohs as well, the defensive end will without a doubt be complemented by what remains a dangerous offensive end, led of course by the king. This is not a sprint, never has been, never will be. Trust Egypt to remind us of that, as after a terribly lethargic start to life in Cameroon, with each stage of the competition, they have improved their performances and finally started to live up to their billing. While it hasn't been easy nor pleasing to the eye, Egypt are back in the semi-finals of the competition for the first time since the final defeat of 2019. Incidentally, to the same team they will square up to in Yaoundé. That, alongside their status as the most successful nation in the history of AFCON, means there has been a constant regeneration of championship DNA within the national team, even if that hasn't resulted in a title since 2010. And while in 2017 and even 2019, the Pharaohs were arguably more free-flowing and even more talented, this version is using its wily old years under the stewardship of Carlos Quiroz to remain resolute while allowing the ace of the pack to conjure up some magic, which he did in the quarterfinal win against the Cape of Morocco. And yes, the team has since copped a heavy fine for failing to honor a media press conference after their quarterfinal victory. On the field, it was a goal and quality assist that reminded us just why it is that Mo Salah is seen as arguably the most informed footballer in the world at the minute. He's now scored or assisted three of the North Africans' four goals so far, and with hunger driving him on, a return to the championship match is front of thought for the seven-time champions, who have endured a barren decade at AFCON and have some standards to restore after the round of 16 showing of 2019. As recently as 2017 was the last meeting between these two at AFCON. Then, Cameroon rose to the throne as five-time champions and remained with a number of players who tasted victory back then, including Abubakar himself, who scored an 88-minute winner back on the fifth day of February five years ago. There remains some residue from that final. That and the disappointment that both nations endured three years ago makes this tie that much more important for each win possibilities are endless on Sunday, lose, and while the road comes to an abrupt end. History has very little to separate Cameroon from Egypt. The two most successful teams on the continent will be meeting at AFCON for the 11th time, and while some past meetings have had higher stakes, February 3rd, 2022 is a date where redemption, vindication, and unfortunately dejection is on offer. And unfortunately, host nation Cameroon have been left dejected and will take that moment from the Olympic Stadium. And remember, no team in the history of the African Cup of Nations since 2006 have hosted and won the AFCON except Egypt that have done it. And let me give you a bit of record. 11 of the 32 editions of the African Cup of Nations have been won by the host. Cameroon were vying to go a step closer to making it 12 of 33 at the African Cup of Nations currently ongoing in Cameroon. But unfortunately, the pharaohs of Egypt stopped them in their tracks. After two long hours of tense soccer actions, they had to decide on the lottery of penalty kicks and Egypt beat Os Nation 3-1 
on penalties. Let's, let's take excerpts of that moment from the Olympe Stadium in Yaoundé. And remember, Cameroon have never lost a game at the Olympe Stadium in Yaoundé since 1988. Yes, Egypt have broken Cameroon's 34-year unbeaten record in Yaoundé. Cameroon have never lost a match in Yaoundé since October 12, 1988, when they lost 1-0 to Gabon in the Coupe UDEAC competition. Yes, so tonight's victory against the indomitable Lions of Cameroon means a lot more than just football. Let's take excerpts of that from the Olympic Stadium. Topo Kambi and Abubakar leading the line up front, moving on the flank as we vital. Abu Gabal has recovered and will play ahead of young uh, Mohamed Sok. We to take it. It's a high one. Headers in there, strikes the upright. Wide goal. Getting a little testy. Sobi and Nu. Red card for Carlos Kerosh. He will miss the deciding game. And settlers inside the 90, or will he be going into extra time and penalties? Very little to choose between these two teams. Second half is underway. The numbers are in there. The little signals come in as well. Going to be low and hard towards the near post. Little flick on Abu Gabal with a save on the line. Still looking for the opening. The two midfielders now Bengita needs it on his right foot. Charging with the left, didn't get any power on it. Long red shot. Oh my word! protesting on the fourth official there's the red the uh, second yellow and the red well the end of the 19th signaled by uh, Makari Gassama from Gambia the two sides deadlocked and we are headed to extra time the Salah defenders all over him that's it all over Two hours of football, no goals at the Olympia Stadium. A tough, tough game. Cameroon's third kick. It is saved! Well, are they going out to host station here? Picked the right way, got a hand up. Looking to make it three out of three and have a two-goal advantage. Egypt are further in the lead, closer to the final. If Cameroon do not score now, it'll be all over. Only Conceição, he's come so close. Oh, it's all over, he misses. Cameroon are out, Egypt are through to the final. They've won 3-1 on penalties. After a goal is draw at the end of 120 minutes.
and Mo Salah did not even need to take a kick. Egypt will play the final on Sunday without a coach, of course. Mr. Kowa, who was your standout player in that game? For me, honestly, apart from Mohamed Abugabad as the Egyptian goalkeeper, I would actually give it to Abdul Momen. That was the centre-back um, who was partnering Hamdi today. He was very solid. And I, and, I, and I really believe at 23 years of age, with this kind of performance, it was is is something that every every coach will be proud of, because with the composure, with the composure he had, in terms of the whole one twenty minutes, has to stop an inform Tokwe Kambi as well as Vincent Abubakar. It was very very impressive. I think that Carlos Queiroz, this this kind of performance will be something to be proud of in terms of his centre back player. Um, going into the final, and also yeah, the the Zamalek goalkeeper. I mean, you hardly see, you hardly see Alali and Zamalek being happy together um, in a in a period. But then, for this Afcon, we see a solid goalkeeper union and solid goalkeeping performances from Alali's number one um, El Shanawi, as well as Zamalek's number one, that's Mohamed Abu Gaba, also known as Gabasaki, and we can. Even even though they have a lot of talent, we can we can also credit their goalkeeping coach. That's who is who is who is a goalkeeping great in, in Afghan history. That's Esam El Hadari. So then you can you can you can you can tell the you can tell the amount of quality and the amount of prestige that um, these these goalkeepers actually um, give to the Egyptian national team and. Yeah, it will be it will be something it will be something that um, um, Sadio Mane, Famaraha, Dehu, um, as well as Ismail Assar would actually keep an eye on in in the final. And talking of something the Senegalese will keep an eye on in the final, that game between two talismatic players who have been very instrumental for their teams to this point and teammates. At club level, set your money, Mohamed Salah. Do you think the outcome of that game on Sunday would determine who gets to win the best player of the African continent? And also, remember, later on in March, the two sides get to clash again for a place at the World Cup. And for sure, I can guarantee you, we are not going to see either one of them at the World Cup, either Mohamed Salah. Or Sergio Mane, our best bet of seeing both of them play at the highest level this year is at the Afcon come the 6th of February. How do you see that game? Your assessment, Mr. Kua? Well, I mean, to be honest, it's it's um, for me it's it's going to be a very very great game. Um, I'm I'm looking forward to the final. For me, I I just wish that it, the Egyptians will have all their players fit and ready to go because. As we know, they are number one centre back, and that's uh, Ahmed Hegazi has 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 flown to Europe to have surgery. Um, uh, El Shanawi is missing. He he missed the rest of the tournament after his hamstring injury against um, against the Ivory Coast. So then, yeah, it goes 
it goes it goes a lot for me. I would I would actually be happy if if they split if Salah and Mane split the Afcon and the World Cup qualification. So if Salah should take the Afcon, uh, Mane should take the Afcon A the World Cup qualification because for me I think even with all the pedigree Egypt tends to show in 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 Africa when when they when they play against some teams in in the World Cup they actually you know, perform very well. So then, I, for me, I would prefer to see Salah win this because that's, that's, that's an Egyptian heritage. Their money, their money will go to the World Cup. But then, nevertheless, I really believe that if the Senegalese want to, want to win an, an Afcon, this is, this is their time. This is the best time because they are facing one, even, even though they are, even though Egypt are one of the, or they've been the most smartest and most tactically sound sites in this tournament, they are the weakest Egyptian team probably in recent history to make a final, even though they have Mohamed Salah. But so then Aliou Sisi and Mane um, would actually have it in mind that this this is probably the first time, even before, um, since 2019. In, in 2019, um, Algeria were a much better side than Senegal, even heading into the final. But then, it, it just, it just, it just, it just seems like um, Senegal are the better side entering the this final. But, but you should, they would, they would also, they would also not be complacent because Egypt, Egypt have, Egypt have had the worst or the toughest run getting into the final, facing Nigeria, losing against Nigeria, facing. Um, Facing the Ivory Coast, facing Morocco, and facing host nations Cameroon. So then, yeah, I think psychologically, if Senegal, if Senegal aren't well prepared enough, they are, they are, they are, they would also be outsmarted by the Egyptians. I think it's, 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 it's going to be a very great game. Too close to call too. Very too close. close too close to call too. On that note, we'll wrap up with today's edition of the African Cup of Nations semi-final analysis between host nation Cameroon and seven times AFCON winners, Egypt. These are the two most successful teams in the history of the African Cup of Nations, with Cameroon winning it five times. Unfortunately, tonight wasn't the night for the indomitable Lions and commensurations to all my Cameroonian friends and loved ones. On that note, we'll say goodbye. And until same time, Sunday, when we'll come your way with our next edition of the FIFA World Cup show, I'll leave you with our official theme song for this coverage of the African Cup of Nations, which says, we stand for Africa. Wherever you find yourself, do not stop dreaming. Dream big, believe, pray, and achieve and keep standing firm, knowing that all is well with you. On this note, it's bye for now.
la terre sainte, la patrie des dieux, bienvenue sur la terre mère. Le nord, le sud, en France, l'est et l'ouest, on vit le